0: Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel dot MakeYourBed. Welcome to the Make Your Damn Bed podcast, a low-key, real-talk, motivation podcast to play while you make your bed every morning to incorporate healthy routine into your day-to-day. Build momentum and better your life. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. When I was wrapping up the Crush series, I came across a thread on Instagram from one of the wellness coaches. And even though it was a marketing post, I really enjoyed the thread. And I wanted to share some of that with y'all now. It's from Elizabeth Karina Coaching on Instagram. If you do want to follow along by checking out the original source, I have linked it in the show notes below, or you can check it out on Instagram on your own. She says, we become infatuated with people who are unavailable and or don't choose us because we have a wounded inner child who was trying to get that need for attention, connection, and love that was not met for us as a child. This person we fixate on is someone who, to our subconscious or our inner child, reminds us of the environment we experienced as a child where we did not get the love and attention and emotional availability that we needed which I know I've mentioned how much I get caught comfortable in the chaos because that's what I knew growing up. And as a result, I've been actively trying to get away from that seemingly natural tendency for myself to get attached to people who aren't necessarily the best for me. Elizabeth Karina goes on to say, We learn to associate love with unavailability and longing rather than having. So when someone is unavailable, it feels familiar to what we know as love. You actually associate that feeling of longing with the love itself. And this is often because the way this person is showing up mirrors the pattern of emotional unavailability that you experienced with your caregivers. In childhood. She goes on to reference a repetition compulsion that we often have that makes us want to repeat the same patterns to match the wounds that we made in childhood in an attempt to finally get what we didn't receive from our caregivers or whoever we admired and may not have felt seen by in the moment. Because regardless of the size of your trauma, every kid goes through something that feels traumatic and big to them. From what I've read, It comes down to how people responded and saw you when you were dealing with that trauma. Especially as a kiddo, you need co-regulation, which comes from modeling from our adults, from our grown-ups, from our bigger people in our lives. And if they couldn't, wouldn't, or didn't show up for us in the way that was necessary at the time to make us feel seen... We may end up in these compulsory patterns that leave us in relationships repeating those same wounds and leaving us feeling like we aren't lovable or likable. But the portion of the thread that really got me and the reason why I wanted to share so many of her direct words was this one. In childhood, if you did certain things or performed in certain ways, then you would receive acknowledgement and be noticed. This made you believe that you must work for love because it wasn't experienced as something freely given. Because of this, you felt you must not be good enough and needed to make yourself good enough in order to deserve receiving it. And she does a lot of generalizing here, which no tea, no shade is an active and effective marketing technique, but it can be a little triggering for some of us. But this feeling of people being unavailable for us in the capacity that we need or desire as a kid can often feel like we're not being chosen, which if you've built that pattern of working harder or doing more to be seen, you can get caught up and lost in the sauce of trying to do too much all the time so you can feel deemed good enough. And you'll never feel capable of relaxing because you'll feel like people only appreciate you for the things that you do rather than the energy you bring to the table just by being who you are. And this is how we end up becoming obsessed and chasing after people who aren't right for us and honestly overworking for relationships. That shouldn't be extra work on the fact that communicating with another person your needs and wants and boundaries is already going to be hard. So in my opinion, when we make it harder on ourselves by falling in these patterns of dating people who are emotionally neglectful to our specific needs, it can really, really get toxic on our own mental health, but also on our ability to keep showing up in relationships altogether. Elizabeth Karina says, Fixating on and obsessing on this unavailable person is the way that your inner child is subconsciously trying to get their needs met through your fantasy bonds. Because these feelings of longing and desperation were triggered by this person, your inner child is trying to fill their needs for love and connection by holding on to this fantasy of who this person could be for them and fulfilling those childhood wounds that were never filled. She goes on to pitch her coaching session, which is probably extremely effective for those of us who are at a stage in our life that are ready to process. But for me, the thing that I got most out of this was the fact that I will sometimes project other people's feelings about me into a reflection of me, which is totally unfair to both parties. And I've seen friends do it before, so I know I'm not alone. And if you happen to be the type of person that does this, Maybe it does come from a deeper childhood wound. And maybe what you're longing for is connection with the right people and not the people that you are trying to make fit right. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you find the connection you're looking for if this did hit home for you. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow while you make your damn bed.